Welcome back to the Rocky Mountain Review. I'm your host, Ren Wadsworth. And I'm Maximus Hunter. We are joined in studio by our sports reporter, Dixon Lawson. And we are very lucky today to have Anna here with the National Intercollegiate Rodeo Association. You want to introduce yourself, Anna? Hey, so uh, thank you guys for having me first. Um, second, I am a freshman here at CSU, and I am a competing member with the Colorado State rodeo team and it has been a whirlwind of a fall semester so far awesome well we just have a few questions about it for you um first of all how does the national intercollegiate rodeo association uh differ from other other rodeos so the nira acronym for national intercollegiate rodeo association is not a pro rodeo but it allows college students to compete since prca's pro rodeo circuit association kind of is a year-round thing and it's really hard for us students to make it to all of those rodeos therefore we make time and so do other colleges to put on our own rodeos and actually Colorado state university was the first intercollegiate rodeo to actually put on a rodeo here in the country. And that happened in 1950, believe it or not. Huh. So um, it's a step towards going pro. So what does the path to going pro look like? Exactly. So I started rodeoing my sixth grade year at the National High School Circuit. And... I've been do I did that for approximately six years before I came to college. So that started in sixth grade and went all the way up to high school. And most of the pros you'll find today have done that as well. It's basically it's step by steps, just like the football team, just like the NFL. So you take all these steps, you grow, you learn, you go through horses, you go through all these different events, you find out what you love, you find out what you do best. And you just keep growing on that. And college is the step kind of right before the PCRA. Right. And so you brought up some other athletes like football players. Um, So I'm interested in how you actually train um, to be part of this. Yeah. So I started riding when I was about three years old. And I trained my first barrel horse when I was in seventh grade. Cute little bay horse, (laughs) brown and black funny little guy. Um, (laughs) So I trained him for about five years. He was my goat tying horse, my barrel racing horse, and my pole bending horse almost all throughout high school. Yeah, it was a definitely whirlwind of an experience, but you definitely learn a lot and it gives you a lot of responsibility, especially at such a young age. Gotcha. So uh, what events do you do and what are some of the uh, other events that happen in the NIRA? Yeah, so I compete in barrel racing. It's a three-leaf clover pattern, and it is a timed event, so you want to be as fast as possible. (laughs) So a three-leaf clover pattern means the horse is running in the shape of a three-leaf clover? Exactly. So you can start at going to the left or going to the right, whichever you think your horse is better at. And most of us go to the right. Gotcha. Um, What other kinds of events are there? So we also have bull riding, breakaway roping, which is an all-girls event. What is breakaway roping? So I also compete in breakaway. It's not what, barrel racing is by far my favorite just because I like the adrenaline rush. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so breakaway is a little bit like team roping. You're going to start out in the healing box with the calf right in the chute. Uh, You're going to have your breakaway rope actually tied onto your horn with a nylon string that's going to be a a neon color. 
and you're going to nod your head and the calf is going to go running out of the chute and you want to catch right up to the calf's hip as soon as possible, throw your rope, pull your slack and let the rope go. And it should just click right off your saddle and then they stop the timer and whichever time's the fastest. Man, you're going to get paid today. <laughs> That's awesome. Do you ever win? Yeah, so I competed at my local rodeos for 15 years now, starting out, you know, just doing the young kids event, chasing calves with ribbons on their tails, riding some sheep around. That was pretty cool. I did that as a kid. <laughs> right. <laughs> didn't go so well for me. <laughs> Neither. It didn't for me either. I'm not a bull rider. Thankful for that. <laughs> it's a tough job. Yes, sir. So as it is with any kind of athletics or really any kind of thing that takes your time there are sacrifices that have to be made whether it's your time or something else so what kind of sacrifices do you have to make to be in the rodeo yes yeah, so I have definitely sacrificed some time away from my family including my younger brother traveling a lot you know especially if you're going to compete out of state such as the NIRA level and the PCRA you really have to make out that time and the time commitment just for training too um, you learn Family is very valu valuable. Whenever you do get to spend time with them, you know, you take every moment in whenever you do do that. Um, a lot of us sacrifice our health, you know, especially bull riders. They have a really tough time. There's a lot of time recovering, a little time competing. You know, you're only on a bull for eight seconds, and most of the time people will get hurt, and it's also a lot of money to pay for all the entry fees, all the fuel, just getting out of state, back in state, you know, it's it's a lot of sacrifices, money-wise, time-wise, health-wise. So I haven't been to a rodeo in uh, longer than I care to admit, but I do know that uh, the people at the rodeo are a pretty tight-knit community. What's the culture like in the, uh, in the NIRA? Yeah, so we are a very tight-knit community everyone knows everyone about everything you know that can be a good thing <laughs> or a bad thing but especially you know I've had incidences driving up to a rodeo and shoot man my truck just broke down and you see someone flying by you you see them coming right back and they'll pick you and your horse up you know we're That's a big nice. family we support each other it's it's really you even though you are competing you're competing with your team and you're competing with other teams as well you're all competing for the same thing and i think that's what brings us close together so real quick uh, do you mind if i ask a quick question yeah go ahead so i i had some friends growing up who uh competed in the high school rodeo um and so then you know i've talked to them about how the jump between high school and college rodeo was so in your experience what was the difference or i guess what was the biggest jump or change between high school level rodeo and college level rodeo yeah, so the biggest jump, you know, I would say is there's a lot of older people that you're competing with. You know, mm -hmm. I, I'm only a freshman. I'm only 18 years old, and some of them are up to 23, 24 years old, and they have a lot more time. They have a lot more effort that they've been putting into it, you know, and it's kind of hard to step up to that level at first, you know, and We've actually been very fortunate, our team. We have some really good freshman girls that are stepping up, especially Cedar Court. Man, I have to give her a huge shout-out because she actually just made it to the short go twice, and this was her first wow. college rodeo. That's awesome. Yeah, no, yeah. That, that's, a, you know, for any uh, – or people who don't follow her, that is a huge accomplishment to make the short go twice, especially exactly. as a freshman. Exactly. Yes, sir. Wow. Uh, could, could you actually explain a little more about what that means for those of us uh, uninitiated? Yeah, of course. So Thanks. 
you're going to have a long go and different slacks. So basically, it's just whenever you go up and you'll be competing against 80 members that same day, and you're going to pick the 10 fastest times of all those slacks put together, and they're going to run up against each other always on Sundays. And you're going to next pick the top three, and those three are going to get points for your team. So right now, Colorado State University has definitely been competitive within the points team, and we're very fortunate for that. We've done a lot of growing the past couple of years. That's awesome. And then, so along with uh, sacrifices that have to be made um, for sports and in the rodeo, there's also dangers that come along with your health and really anything. So what are some of the dangers of being in collegiate ro rodeo? Yeah, so some of the dangers, you know, right back to that bull riding. It's not a matter of if, but when you get hurt, and it's a matter of how bad. And with any sport, you know, you're going to have all those sacrifices, and danger is definitely a big one. I mean, I have gotten hurt myself, you know, whether it's totally scorpion off, getting, on, getting off your horse, you know, for your goat get off, or whether you're going into third barrel just hauling butt and you nail your knee right into that barrel and cut it wide open. Um, I've known some girls that have torn their MCLs, ACLs from it, you know, and it puts them right out of the sport for a good couple of years if if they ever even rodeo again. So it's, it's a tough competition. <laughs> so to put yourself through that kind of risk, you're probably having a lot of fun to make it worthwhile. Do you have any uh, stories from your times at the rodeo that you think would be fun to share? Oh, yeah, I've got some fun stories, some danger ones. Oh, yeah? <laughs> um, one time I was going in the third barrel again, and my bridle broke. <laughs> so that's the part that goes over the horse's head. You know, that's how yeah. you control them. Well, my, my bridle broke, and my horse tripped over it, and, man, it was a muddy mess. And we oh, go no. face first into the dirt, and he scorpions, I scorpion, and he rolls right on top of me. Man, that was not fun. I've gotten flown going around second. Sounds intense. Oh, yeah, lots of running in the mud. <laughs> Would you mind explaining that term for me, scorpion? Oh, yeah, so that's pretty much whenever you go face first in the dirt and your head doesn't move, but your feet go right over your head. Oh, like it a scorpion's bends, tail. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. I'm actually surprised way. you guys have never heard that, even just in other sports. Like, no. I, I might have, but you know, did maybe you, some of our listeners. You've have met it. me, Dixon. Do I look like I play sports where that would happen? You did color guard. You tell me you never scorpion in color guard before. No. <laughs> not on purpose. I would hope not. Or well, not not on purpose, actually. Anyway. Um. So you mentioned to us before the uh, show today that you you train animals. What kind of animals do you train, and what's your process like? Yeah, so I stick with quarter horses. Most of our rodeo horses are going to be quarter horses. It's just a breed. Um, training horses, you know, you can start them off young. You can start them off old. You can all, In this case, you can always teach an old dog new tricks. You know, <laughs> I, the first horse that I trained, I got him when he was 12 years old, and I trained him to do all the events in the sport of rodeo. And that took a good seven years or so, and it was a lot of time and effort put into it. Most of the barrel horses you see around here, they'll be bred to run, and they'll start training around two, and they'll start competing whenever they're roughly four years old. And you can tell that it kind of takes a toll on their body, but, man, those suckers are fast. <laughs> wow. Right on. And then what's something you've learned, maybe not necessarily skill-wise, but maybe almost culturally from being in rodeo yeah so man I've learned a lot responsibility 
is most certainly a big one. You know, I came down here to Fort Collins from Aspen, Colorado, and I brought two of my mares down here. It's a female horse, by the way. <laughs> and I also brought one of my geldings. And, man, you know, between schoolwork and just traveling and all that, it's, it's a big responsibility. I feed my own horses, you know, clean their stalls, pay for their feed. It's a huge responsibility, and it's got to be one that you know you're going to be prepared for, especially if you're going to just get started. you got to know what you're getting yourself into. It's a great life lesson no matter what you're doing. Um, so if anyone listening was interested in getting involved in the rodeo now, uh, either as at an NIRA level or just as an amateur, what would you have to say to them? So I would definitely say go watch a couple rodeos. Go watch some cutting. Go get yourself out there. We have our... Skyline Stampede Rodeo. It's actually the 70th anniversary of it. Fun hmm. fact for all y'all. So we have, it's the 70th anniversary and it's going to be April 3rd through the 5th. And we love our volunteers. You know, we couldn't put on these shows without them. And all our non-competing members out there who go to rodeos and take pictures of us, video us barrel racers, because you know we're picky. You know, we're very appreciative of everyone who comes to support, just to watch, just to be a flag person, just to even show up and pay entries. You know, it's it's a huge commitment, but we are most certainly grateful for all of y'all. And if you really want to get involved, that is a great way. And you can most certainly contact us at Colorado State University Rodeo Team at gmail.com. And we love everyone. We welcome everyone. I've never met a team that is so welcoming to all of their new members, such as CSU, and I've been very grateful to be a part of such an amazing team. And our coach, actually, last year, he was, he was voted the best rodeo coach in the state. Wow, so, that's awesome. Yeah, we're going for that <laughs> title again. We're super proud of him. You know, he keeps us all in line. <laughs> right on. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Anna. Uh, it's been a real pleasure to talk to you. Um, we're going to be right back, and we're actually going to have Anna back for a little roundtable discussion after the break. we just like to pose the question to you listeners once again. Uh, do you think that college athletes should be paid, um, or do you think they should not be paid? Let us know what you think at 970-491-5278. That's 970-491-5278, or on our social medias at KCSUFM.